This week's top stories. Safer Banking Act a step closer. Wisconsin about to go legal and 1,000 new licenses being issued. All this and more on this episode of Cannabis Weekly. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of Cannabis Weekly, the weekly podcast updating on everything to do with the business of cannabis. Please do leave us a review in your favorite podcast app if you haven't done so already. Okay, on with the show. Safer Act passes key vote. In a major development for the U.S. cannabis industry, members of the Senate Banking Committee have voted to approve the Safer Banking Act, paving the way for its final vote in the Senate. Last week, the SAFER Act saw a number of key amendments before heading to the U.S. Senate Committee on Banking, Housing and Urban Affairs. Clearing the vote at 14-9, the bipartisan support for the new bill now sets the stage for the Act's vote in the Senate, the first time the Senate will give a full-floor vote to a piece of cannabis legislation. The Teamsters Union General President Sean M. O'Brien also commended the passing stating in a letter to the committee, as Congress works to establish the necessary guardrails around cannabis legalization, the labor and safety interests of workers must be paramount. Wisconsin closer to legalization? Wisconsin lawmakers have introduced a new bill which would legalize adult-use cannabis consumption, the possession of up to five ounces for over-21s, and remove criminal penalties for those under 21. On Friday, Senator Melissa Agard, the state Senate Democratic leader, and Representative Darren B. Madison introduced a bill which seeks to regulate the production, distribution, and sale of cannabis. It would also enable the rollout of cannabis consumption lounges, which would pay 10% tax on cannabis sales, while a further 15% wholesale tax would also be imposed. Furthermore, 60% of this tax revenue would be reinvested into funding community reinvestment grants. And according to Mr. Madison, the bill would lay a solid foundation for those that have been harshly convicted for non-violent possession charges and the ramifications of those convictions. New York to increase medical cannabis access and research. In a bid to expand patient access to medical cannabis in New York, the OCM has expanded its RO applications, which will now be an exclusively online process. Applicants looking to be approved must submit a non-refundable application fee of $10,000 to apply. The OCM stated, This innovative approach demonstrates OCM's continued commitment to creating a more inclusive and effective cannabis industry in the state. Additionally, the New York State Cannabis Control Board has voted in favor of launching cannabis research license applications that will enable the production, processing, purchase, and or possession of cannabis for research purposes. The licenses will enable researchers, scientists, physicians, cultivators, and others to study cannabis to potentially lead to new innovations in treatments. Applicants will pay a total $750. In other news for North America, New York's State Cannabis Control Board recently voted to finalize the Office of Cannabis Management's proposed regulations for the state's adult-use cannabis market. People and businesses will be able to apply for cultivator, processor, distributor, microbusiness, and retail dispensary licenses beginning 4th of October 2023. 
in a move that will see the biggest expansion of New York's cannabis market since adult use legalization in 2021. According to Green Market Report, the executive director Chris Alexander stated, we're going to be issuing well over a thousand, in fact, closer to 1,500 licenses across the supply chain. Tremaine Wright, chairwoman of the New York State Cannabis Control Board, also said, Today's unveiling of our cannabis licensing program represents a defining moment for New York's commitment to entrepreneurship and fostering a truly diverse cannabis marketplace. Earlier this week, the Liquor and Cannabis Regulation Branch announced it was changing the laws around sampling and promotion in response to industry feedback. Cannabis retail store licensees and producer retail store licensees will now be able to accept samples from a federal license holder. Despite this, they'll not be allowed to supply these samples to other cannabis licensees, providing samples to patrons remains prohibited and cannabis consumption in-store remains banned. There's no maximum size for the samples, but they're expected to be of reasonable size and quantity and should have little retail value. The regulatory body stated that this was a first step in helping federal license holders to promote cannabis with samples while meeting legislative requirements, and that it continues to explore future regulatory solutions. Mississippi's Department of Health has announced a proposal for a vigorous change to its medical cannabis market's regulations. Mississippi legalized medical cannabis in February of 2022, seeing nearly $15.7 million in sales since the program's launch. The proposed rule changes focus on rules that need to be adhered to by practitioners and patients, as well as changes to wording. Updates include information on how patients can renew medical cannabis cards, along with what kind of ID must be submitted with card applications, as well as information on how non-residents can obtain a card in the state. Additionally, a section on advertising has now been included, which prevents registered practitioners from publishing advertising that contains false or misleading statements about medical cannabis or the medical cannabis program, uses colloquial terms such as weed, includes images of the plant, or contains medical symbols that could be confused for established medical organizations. A group of 35 organizations, including both NGOs and trade associations representing millions of workers in the US, have called on Congress to enact the long-awaited Safe Banking Act this year. In a letter sent to Congress, organized by StopTheDrugWar.org and the Cannabis Alliance, the group references the surge in robberies in state legal cannabis dispensaries, which are forced to hold significant reserves of cash due to their inability to deposit funds in a bank. It cites figures which suggest nearly 100 robberies of these stores had taken place in Washington state alone between November of 21 and April of 22, with 40% of those seeing robbers target only the store's cash, resulting in the loss of three lives. The group, which includes the United Food and Commercial Workers International Union, one of the first unions to work within the cannabis industry, representing some 1.3 million workers, says it's a moral imperative for Congress to enact some version of the Safe Banking Act this year. 
A public meeting took place last week where caregivers said the proposed rules would make it more difficult to operate in the market in the face of rising bills and recreational market competition. The new rules cover security requirements for retail stores, such as fencing and video footage retention, as well as an expansion of the state's ability to issue fines, which include up to $7,500 for each major registration violation affecting public safety, up to $3,000 for each major registration violation, and up to $3,000 for each minor. Under the rules, in order to be eligible for a main medical cannabis card, Patients will now need to undergo an in-person medical exam, which is currently done via phone call. And now, Europe's headlines. This week has seen Portugal take a sharp turn towards cannabis reform, with the dominant Socialist Party announcing plans to create a working group for adult use legalization, and almost all parties voicing their support for regulation at a subsequent conference. Portugal's long been a leading light in cannabis liberalization in Europe, becoming one of the first countries to decriminalize in 2000. It's since become a key location in European cannabis, with a number of major companies investing significantly, taking advantage of its ideal growing conditions, favorable regulatory environment, and proximity to other key European markets. Now, this international interest is likely to be ramped up further Following news that the leader of Portugal's Socialist Party, which currently holds a majority in government, has announced plans to form a working group to discuss and explore the regulation of adult use cannabis. That working group, which is established within the Health Committee, will engage with experts and stakeholders to conduct a comprehensive analysis and aims to conclude its investigation by the end of the year. At the end of that process, the Socialist Party says it will consider launching a legislative initiative to regulate a recreational cannabis market and plans to do so in collaboration with other parliamentary parties. This cross-party collaboration appears to be a likely scenario based on the vocal support for regulation over prohibitionism from the majority of participants during Tuesday's debate, Exposure to Cannabis in Adolescence and Health. According to local cannabis publication Canna Reporter, all parties other than the right-wing populist Chega Party expressed their openness to cannabis regulation. While there was consensus on the failure of prohibition, there was less common ground in terms of how an adult use market should be effectively regulated. Somai Pharmaceuticals Michael Sassano told Business of Cannabis, Discussions like Portugal's decision to move forward with studying to legalizing adult use cannabis and other discussions around legalizing medical cannabis are being taken up by most EU countries more progressively than ever before. Much has to do with the potential USA rescheduling to Schedule 3 and the German descheduling of a narcotic. Global winds are changing fast, and Portugal is still very much at the top of the list as a potential new country moving towards legalizing cannabis. Now, these global winds of change have also blown across Belgium after the Deputy Prime Minister Pierre-Yves de Marnier publicly called for the country to consider legalizing cannabis early this month. Speaking to Flemish news publication De Morgan, Mr. de Marnier, who is also the Minister of the Economy and Employment, pointed to Belgium's three neighboring countries, Germany, Luxembourg and the Netherlands, all of which are pushing ahead with cannabis reform. 
When we talk about the drug problem in Belgium, a radical reform comes to mind. We have to consider the legalization of cannabis, he said. Simply decriminalizing cannabis use makes no sense to me. We need to legalize in order to organize the cultivation and sale, which will also generate revenue for the state. The comments came as Mr. Demarnier was discussing how to tackle the drug and security problem faced by the country's larger cities like Brussels and Antwerp, with the police and justice department already being allocated a budget of an extra 1 billion euros. However, the minister suggested it wasn't simply enough to increase funding, but the resources needed to be used more efficiently. He continued that it no longer makes sense to ask the police to prosecute cannabis users as this repression doesn't work. Furthermore, he suggested that regulation and taxation could net Belgium around 660 million euros a year, money that can be used for police justice prevention. And in further positive news from Europe, Belgium's neighbour, the Netherlands, has finally offered an update on its long-anticipated adult-use pilot programme. Originally approved by the Senate in 2019, the trial was initially scheduled to begin in 2021, but was delayed late last year until the second quarter of 2023 and has since been pushed back further. While cannabis sale and consumption has been effectively decriminalized in the country, enabling coffee shops to sell cannabis freely, the cultivation of cannabis remains tightly controlled, forcing these coffee shops to turn to the illicit market supply. The trial will enable 10 local cultivators to legally grow cannabis for four years for coffee shops in 10 Dutch municipalities. These growers have struggled to secure adequate banking facilities, have had issues with high costs of energy and raw materials, as well as establishing an effective track and trace system, leading to the continued delays. However, these delays now appear to have come to an end, with the government confirming plans to officially launch the trial on December 15th this year. The first phase of the pilot program will see selected coffee shops in the Breda and Tilburg municipalities receive cannabis from two licensed cultivators before a six-week transition period will also be imposed in which coffee shops will be able to continue sourcing cannabis from their existing illicit suppliers. And as I tell you every single episode, you can always read more about all of this week's top stories at businessofcannabis.com. That's businessofcannabis.com. Business of Cannabis New York at the Williamsburg Hotel on November the 3rd will once again bring together the most influential businesses, financial institutions and policymakers from across the sector for a packed one-day program, providing best-in-class networking opportunities with key industry figures, sought-after insights and a trusted knowledge hub for the New York cannabis industry. Get your tickets today and join us on November 3rd. And after a hugely successful event in London earlier this year, tickets are now on sale for Cannabis Europa 2024. Next year is going to be the 10th installment of Europe's premier B2B Cannabis Conference and Expo. Tickets on sale now. You can find the link in the show notes. Also, sponsorship applications for Business of Cannabis New York now open. Again, find the link in the show notes. 
Well, that's it for another week of the Cannabis Weekly Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if you have, please do let us know by way of a review in your favorite podcast app. You can leave sentences now of opinions on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please do leave us your feedback. We'd love to know how we can improve the show for you. 